Did you know that there is an indigenous nation surrounded by some of the most coveted real estate in the United States? Well, there is. And we're taking you there today. Hi, I'm Jessica Ramirez. Welcome to Seedcast Sonic Journeys. At a time of grief in this world, we're choosing to ground ourselves in the practice of listening. We listen to each other's stories. Through our ears, we connect to each other's vibrations. Today, we're listening to a film called Ma's House from the Reciprocity Project. So we're headed to the Hamptons, two hours east of New York City, It's a place where mansions and very expensive cars are things many would associate with this place. But this is not only what exists here. In Southampton, New York, there is a vibrant indigenous community, the Shinnecock Nation. The sea breeze here whispers from the Atlantic Ocean onto the Salty Grass Peninsula. It's where the Shinnecock people have cared for their ancestral land and waters for over 10,000 years. In fact, they are among a relatively short list of tribes in this part of Turtle Island that still live and have always lived in the place they come from. They build oyster and kelp habitat to steward their waters, just as they continue to steward their culture, art, and community. In Shinnecock territory, there's a place called Ma's House. It just became like an individual's idea to a family's idea to restore it into a communal idea to restore this and try to turn it into a community space. This is Jeremy Dennis. He's a photographer and filmmaker from this land and he made the film Ma's House. It's about how he and a bunch of other Shinnecock folks built a collective space for creative indigenous community to thrive. I'm primarily an artist and photographer and just being an artist in a community, being able to represent a small community to a greater um, audience is a gift in itself. And I've been awarded so much um, things in my life that have made my life possible. And so in the spirit of reciprocity, I thought, like, why can't I offer that to others in my community, to the next generation, and just keep that um, kind of mutual benefit system going? Picture a large barn-like structure in the woods reminiscent of when it was built in the 1960s, and it's painted bright candy apple red with large windows. You can stand out on a white deck and listen to the Shinnecock Bay. This is Ma's house. Now let's visit Jeremy there and his mom, Denise Silva Dennis, and sister, Kelly Dennis. When he started, some of the walls looked like, oh gosh, it's all rotten under there. I was kind of like doing a lot of internet research to see if it's even possible or if it's even worth it. Like, how do you save a house that's been deteriorating for so long? His eyes would be swollen because he would be working on a floor and he'd be on the basement and the materials would come down into his face. 
but I just like pray and like, just protect them today, you know, <laughs> so they're okay. She would be very proud if she could see not letting, you know, the house go down. I feel her presence here. I know that she has made things happen however way that she could because that's the type of mother that she always was. Ma's house is um, sometimes known as the Red House. Um, this is the house that I grew up in with my family. Sort of a place for visitors, a place for meals and sharing. Our grandmother, who everyone called Ma, she lived here and she, she made this how she liked it. It just became really known as Ma's house. Her name's Loretta Silva, Princess Silva Arrow. She was the princess that we loved. Just always remember her being very glamorous, loving and, and wanting just to, to always care for us. We miss her a lot. So Ma's house was built in the 1960s and the first people who lived here were Ma, uh, my grandfather, along with their six children. When I got married, my husband came here to live. And then as I had children, Kelly, Jeremy, and then my other sister and her husband, one of my nephews and their children. Like this whole space here, there were so many kids and a family. I can remember the, there'd be a pull-out couch here, but we were always happy and this was always cool. Yep, there were always different aunts, uncles, cousins. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> During powwow time, that's when they almost got to be over capacity at Ma's house. Once we completed our newer house down the road and we had to move, and so for the past five years, no one has spent time at Ma's house. It was very sad to see, you know, what a once vibrant place just kind of dying off. One day, Jeremy came up with the idea, what do you think of making Ma's house into a residency? You want to step more in the frame? <laughs> you can come forward a little bit. It's like gonna invite other artists in and just to keep our, you know, culture alive. My plan for Ma's house is that it's going to have the entire front of the house dedicated to communal arts events and history lessons and workshops. And the goal is to have a space for uh, Black, Indigenous, and people of color to have an art space. So it'll kind of be like a guest house. It'll also be my home uh, permanently. And it's just going to have a lot of different people, um, I guess in quotes, living there. <laughs> all year round to pursue their own art projects. And so I want to have work on the walls that can be experimental or don't have to be for sale. What we're planning to do is have um, work mounted that's 2D on this wall. Just um, art shows that generate conversation around quality, uh, race, current issues. I've just become so proud of being Shinnecockan. I think if you would just ask someone from Southampton, they might know us for the Shinnecock uh, smoke shop, for the uh, Shinnecock powwow. But one thing I really want to change through Ma's house is to actually transform the public perception of Shinnecock, where we're uh, a modern place, where we have history being celebrated.
the reality is on the East End. People who grew up here their whole lives are being pushed out. We're constantly just trying to hold on to what we have, not let outside forces kind of take over our lives. The residents of Southampton kept wanting more land. They kept pushing us further and further back. And so uh, Shinnecock today only has around 800 square acres of land. As my uh, grandmother said, um, we're still here thanks to this um, little peninsula surrounded by water because there was just no more land for us to be pushed back to. Nowadays, we try to say nation instead of reservation because reservation is such a colonial way of thinking. It's the land of our ancestors. We've always lived here. So, so many people that come here for the first time think they're lost or they don't think that there's gonna be any houses down here. <laughs> There was so much generosity around Ma's house when I first started. Um, people were either sharing the uh, crowdfunding campaign and people would be offering donations from individuals. We have a check for you. Oh, wow. 500. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so wonderful. Different friends have come down, different relatives have also come and worked. Roger Waters, who was a uh, Pink Floyd band member, who donated a beehive. Other people have been donating houseplants. Some people have been donating uh, greens that are edible. Just here at, late at night sometimes, it kind of feels like you're not really alone. Whether that's um, the creaky floors or just like the draft coming through different cracks in the house. I like to also think that Family members who passed on but spent time at Ma's house are still there in some form, kind of approving things that are going on there. Now that I'm taking care of the house itself, I think that the house will take care of me down the line. What Jeremy is doing at Ma's house is really exciting work. I love that Jeremy created this project to honor the family that he comes from, but also that it will take care of future generations. Since this film was created, over 35 artists have convened and communed with each other, fulfilling Ma's dream. We dedicate this episode to her, Loretta A. Silva, or Princess Silva Arrow, a.k.a. Ma. Thank you to the Shinnecock Nation and Jeremy Dennis's family, Denise Silva Dennis, Kelly Dennis, and Avery Dennis Jr. Field Production Coordinator, Kavita Pillay. Production Manager, Sally Pillay. Lead Assistant Editor, Jacob Beercham. Reciprocity Project Producers, Adam Mazzo, Taylor Hensel, Tracy Rector, and Kavita Pillay. Reciprocity Theme Song by Jen Kreisberg. To support Ma's House Artist Residency Program, go to mazhouse.studio. And to support Shinnecock Nation's youth and land back efforts, please check out our show notes for how to get involved. Thank you to Upstander Project and REI Co-op Studios who partnered with Nia Taro to create all the films in the Reciprocity Project. 
Watch this film and more at reciprocity.org. To learn more about Neotero, visit us at neotero.org. And please check out Seedcast on Instagram at neotero underscore Seedcast. This episode was produced and edited by Stina Hamlin. The story editor is Jenny Asarno. The executive producer of Seedcast is Tracy Rector. The senior producer is Jenny Asarno. Seedcast producers are Ha Heo Awai Decker, Stina Hamlin, Julie Keck, and me, Jessica Ramirez. Neotero Social Media by Nancy Kelsey. Fact Checker Roman Lee Johnson. Transcripts by Sharon Arnold. Seedcast Graphics by Cindy Chischilly. Seedcast Theme Song is Rooted by Mia Kami. I'm your host, Jessica Ramirez. You'll hear more stories from us in two weeks. Bye for now. Like the wind we still like the waves we rise high Like the sun we never die No staying quiet We stand united